O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The traditional medical system doesn't allow doctors the necessary time to spend with each patient. And that's not the way it should be. At PartnerMD, you'll have the one-on-one -on -one time you need with your doctor. PartnerMD provides individualized care, medically advanced testing, and 24-7 access to care at a cost that's lower than you might think. Maybe it's time for a new tradition. PartnerMD. It's better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com. Ready for the interview, and if you get a cue live on a laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto, Dr. DPHD, hit the intro. Hold up, wait, gotta be social, network global, a home for the locals. Gotta be social, network global, a home for the locals. All right, Mike Piercy, you're here. As I said, I have no clue what I'm going to say, but I know <laughs> it's going to be fun, man. <laughs> Something's going to happen, right? It Something's going to happen. It, <laughs> and it was awesome, by the way, was I met Mike at uh, Idea World. It was our first time meeting. We we're sitting at this table. I was like, I don't know who Mike Piercy is, but I love this guy. He seems like a great guy to me. Uh, I felt the same. The feel is mutual, brother. Right. I mean, you were digging in on Eugene, man. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene, I love you. Know your family treats you worse than anybody. You yeah, know, that's right. Don't let nobody else do you wrong. But you yeah, know, you, you you that's next year's you. Next yeah, year. yeah, it's me. Next year is me. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have history, and that's how it's gonna work. You know, like, it's all good. It's all good. Well, you know what's interesting? I I wanted to speak with you after that because I just I love the things you were talking about and your perspective and kind of the jokiness i thought oh this, this michael's a he's a good guy i gotta i gotta learn more about this guy so where are you from are you in new jersey is that where you're at yeah i'm a jersey boy born and bred been all over um <laughs> traveled played baseball for for a while and um kind of been around the world but it's like home is home right so i'm a jersey boy born and bred you know hillside irvington new jersey big um, shout out <laughs> big shout out. you gotta shout your spots out right Everybody shout it like, out yeah, come on listen um yeah, so home, uh, you know, run a performance facility here in Fairfield, New Jersey, which is up the way outside of where I'm from, um, and just essentially work with athletes every day, you know what I mean? Because growing up, you know, Hillside, Irvington, we didn't, really didn't have access to a lot of this stuff. Um, it's always been, you know, kind of a passion, even with athletics, just trying to get better, trying to figure out how to do, you know, we're from a different era, right? Yeah, oh, right. for sure. Yeah, whatever ball you had, that was what we played that That's day. That's right. <laughs> you had a ball, we played baseball. <laughs> ball, we played football. It's different. Nowadays, it's the coach for the coach that of the coach that they had. from the Yeah. Coach. You know what I mean? So it's much different. Um. So, yes, that's kind of like a little bit of backstory. We can dig in. However. Yeah, yeah. How, how, do you, how have you adjusted to today's athlete? What's different about today's athlete versus yesteryear's athlete, in your opinion? Ooh. I love I, I love you already. Doctor. Here we go, baby. He's like, yeah. He's a, that's that's a great question. The difference in today's athlete, it's much, um, you know, our facility we really try to center on long term athletic development, which is um, 
I like to say it's not a super popular process. It's a popular process within our field because we know what it is. But nowadays, it's almost like this great weapons race. I described it to my mm. training, right? And it's like, I got to have nuclear weapons because you got nuclear weapons. And when I say that, to extrapolate it to like kids and parents, it's almost like we need to always be doing something. Oh, let me silence this babble. It's like we always need to be doing something. We have a coach for hitting. We have a coach for this. And the schedules are just insane. Um, so the difference is, you know, for us growing up, it's like what we heard the the old heads when we grew up, they tell you, yeah, yeah we walk 7,000 miles, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, um, it's interesting. Cause I find myself now I'm like, yeah, it's it, the overall athlete almost, it's very seldom that that exists the mm. way that it existed when we saw like a Bo Jackson and a right. Deion Sanders and things like that, because, um, and Dion had a great post the other day when he was talking about why those those athletes don't exist anymore and it's because it's the belief that if i'm not hitting every day if i'm not shooting every day all day long that i'm not specializing that somehow i'm losing ground when in actuality you know we know overtraining is a real thing that's right? exactly and, right yeah and it's like um when we look at it it, it there there's a need to to kind of learn and possess different skills and that was the one thing it's like when you see an athlete that's played football i cringe now when i hear a parent say oh i don't want my son to play football i know well i get it understand you don't want his head get knocked off but the thing is there's some there's a lot of things you learn i'm always a proponent that team athletes are different than individual athletes most definitely yeah in their adult life because as a team athlete you know you know how to you at times you have to sacrifice yourself for the greater good of the team, you know, in an individual thing, it's really, you know, centered upon what I'm doing and, and how I'm preparing the things that I'm doing, you know? Um, so that when I look at it, does when we just to kind of drive it back to the original question, um, you don't see that well-rounded skill set so much anymore. And then you look at it and you'll say, well, how can you not, but they don't really, you know, because I've been hitting so much or pitching so much. And then it's a whole nother conversation when you get into injuries and overuse injuries and kids not loving their sport by the time uh, they levels, you know, yes. it's just been the, you know, that's a whole nother conversation in itself. I mean, for sure. I mean, I've actually seen that with a lot of clients who've been athletes, like at, at that point, especially late high school and things, they just don't like it. They just uh, have been inundated with so much skill development through all the different coaching it's mm -hmm. like a, it's a transactional business essentially. And it's no more, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. And then um, there was an article the other day, just about the cost of it. Like for us yeah. really thinking, you know, you could go to little league and play and maybe I, it might've costed your parents 30 bucks. That's exactly time. right. <laughs> you know, now it's a, it's a million billion dollar industry. Like this whole youth athletics wow. from the AAU teams to trainers, to coaches, you know, it's like, um, you get a, a, a parent that has a nine-year-old that walks in now. It's like, oh, I want him to work speed agility. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> speed agility. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just roll the ball and run around. And yeah, just, yeah. You know, it is much different. But it's because you're looking at and you're it's it's a results-based mentality, right? Mm. Because you it, it, it's interesting because they want to win in Little League. You know, for me, my memories of Little League are like just, you know, kind of making jokes and being, yeah, yeah. I want to win MVP, but nobody <laughs> remembers, you know, nobody oh. cares who won the Little League MVP. No. Like, oh, it's good. You know, it, it, that's it. So it's it's an interesting, it's, it's a very interesting kind of preset for us now. Yeah. 
it makes me think though, how like, how have you changed from the, if I was beginning Michael Piercy to uh, now Michael Piercy, who was that guy? It, wow. It, that would be, depends on what the beginning, if you say beginning in the industry, I started in the industry super young age. Like okay. 15. So, I mean, as a coach now, I, I say I, I, I know where I want to live as far as training and things like that. Um, and that's a we could go into that. That could be a whole nother podcast. But yeah, at, it's like um, I think the hardest thing I, that you learn as a coach later on is like I, I don't need to be all things to all people. So I don't do that anymore. I know where I want to live at this point. Like I, I love doing like um, I'll, I'll do general pop like boot camps and stuff like that at a conference but you know for the most part here i'm i'm more of a i like to work with the athletes i work and then um for me pros i i, I love it if i if i get my pros and i love my pros that i've had we've done some great things but i really love i for me the changes i realize that i really feel enriched by working with the youth high school college athletes because i'm mm -hmm. seeing the growth as a human being too you know yeah and that's important to me um it's no, it's no, any kid that came in and jumped on right now, they'll tell you one of the major conversations that I'll have with him. It's like, listen, I don't get anything from you being successful, really. I've had my career, you know, and I think that yeah. that's, um, everybody thinks their dad is the best. I think my dad was one of the best parents because it really wasn't about that in my house because my dad played, you know, right. so I never had the feeling that he was living through me, that he needed me to be successful. I, I, I never felt like love was conditioned. Mm. So, um, that's one of the reasons like, so I'm a kind of unique is I don't do, I have a background in baseball. I play baseball at a high level. Um, I don't do any skill specific stuff. I like to have kids and work performance and things like that. That way, if I'm yelling at Darian, if he's coming yeah. in, you know, it's because it's trying to make you better. It's not because you didn't get the bunt down because you didn't hit the home run. It's not because you didn't make the shot. It's not because you didn't score the touchdown it has zero to do with that. It has to do, it's a human being type of base thing. And I want you to be the best you can be. It doesn't, um, you know, I don't get a whole lot from, Hey, you went off to whatever school or your division right. one, division three or whatever it is. It's, it's really, I, I, I like to have a facility that's based on uh, athlete comfort. They come through the door knowing, Hey, you know, we're going to work, but this is a place it's a safe zone for me, boy, girl, or yeah. you know what I mean? And I, and, and I take pride in that. What's the difference you see maybe emotionally in athletes now versus maybe in the past with the digital age in mind and social uh, media? Ooh, that's you got great questions. You I'm do. telling you, I come ready. I don't I come ready like mentally thinking, but yeah. I don't plan a thing, man. It's off the top of the dome, right no, here. You, you do this. I do this. This is what I do, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we could go all day. All you day. This is a great, that's a great, great question. Because when we talk, we're talking about mental health, right? And you're talking about the difference mentally. Um, mental health is a hot button topic wherever you go. And it's a very eggshelly thing because yeah. it's what you say is, um, and it's real, you know, stress is real. Um, to a point where you, you have to prepare. I try to prepare athletes for certain things, right? And, and then mental health is a real thing. And if you need somebody to talk to and you need to do stuff like that, there's people out there and that's stuff that's help you should get. And um, we all know that, you know, you've had people take, you know, it's from like gymnastics, you know, like that, you know, 
thing where you have a, a gold perennial gold medalist we all watch this like right. oh, I have the twisties and i right. don't know what the hell is going to happen if you know that's stuff that's real um but we also have to be very cognizant of the fact that there are some inherent elements in sport that we have to be like um i don't know if people love to get comfortable with them this is goes back to the different elements i all i always think and this is one of those things where somebody would say no it's not true as an athlete I feel like you're supposed to get booed at times. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get booed, all right? Let's, That's let's right. Yeah, you're going to get booed. And sometimes as an athlete, as, when you go to high level, you should get booed. Yeah. You know, there's sometimes that I'll of play. Of course. Like, I should be getting booed right now because, <laughs> you know what I mean, I stink right now. Um, But there is also space to where if you things are overwhelming in life. And now because we have to be, I think, old school it's uh, i think if my dad was around he'd be like you know he was like to rub some dirt on it (laughs) (laughs) and that's right don't rub it when you get hit um (laughs) but we didn't also we have to respect the fact that we didn't have all all day long walking around with people's opinions in our pocket you know and if we open ourselves to it you know we know it as fitness professionals right or as coaches like hey listen you can post an exercise you got four guys that jump yeah (laughs) <laughs> that are like with a cat for a picture and he's like oh you just blow your knees out you like <laughs> kick rocks um <laughs> but you know it's when you get to that point it's it, there is a measurement of overwhelmingness yeah because people have access to you on another level than what we had when i play when i was playing the access ended at the stadium doors right you that's could right me up and to the point that i walked out with my bag and got to the car if you saw me in the parking lot it was a different story sure you know like now we got a problem. That's but right. Nowadays you're looking at social media where it's, you know, people can give you their opinions. And then as you move up to higher levels, you become susceptible to more people who basically have no lives or whatever. Other yeah. Criticize and, you know, things like that. So it's, it's not an easily navigatable thing for people, you know, and it's, it's even on the smallest levels and scales for us, you know, it's, it can be tough. So I think that it's it, it's a preparation thing up to a certain point. So for me, I always think like you're going to have certain things that fans are. If we look at that mental aspect, you're going to have certain things. Um, not to mention, I'm talking about fans a good amount, but performance anxiety. We're yeah. Parents and pressures and things like that. Um, it's hard to navigate now because it's a very results based culture. It really is. Because, and it's starting at very young ages. You know, I didn't have any pressure, like, growing up to win a Little League championship. No. Or to get hits because what happened, you know, it was really because that was what I really loved to do. And um, I would rather spend no other time doing that. You know, we, I think we're interesting, like, generation because we we saw the evolution of video games. From, like, Nintendo all the way up. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can't believe it now like you Ooh. saw the evolution of it but for us that was a nighttime thing right you would that go was a nighttime there. thing yeah. yes yeah you know what i mean it was like yeah but now it's just so much that it, it's now you know it's so different it's just a very different thing to look at and you made me think about something that i'm really <laughs> curious about your point of view on this i str- i'm telling i struggle with this michael is like and mental health, it's certainly a real thing. And we need to spend more time in it. But how do you ride the line between someone has an issue going on, but then also like, hey, this is part of the game. Mm. Like, 
maybe you're just not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. Maybe your best isn't good enough. And maybe this, but how do you say that without saying, hey, this, you maybe have a weak constitution for this. You don't have this, you don't want, oh, you don't want the stomach for it, you know, type of thing. But dealing with the real issue, how do you navigate that with people? Because there are some things that, like you said, getting booed. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you don't like being booed, this happens. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't shield you from this without you just not playing, you know, mm-hmm. like, or even if you're there, I don't know. How do you deal with that? My thing is, it's a, it, it, we understand that certain things are, you try to communicate that certain things are inherent and part of the job. And that's where I get, and that's where I run into issues sometimes when mm. you start discussing it, because certain things for us, even as coaches or as a, as a host and things like that, it's a given that. You're going to ask questions and somebody's going to have things to say mm-hmm. at the point where you get upset because I said something or <laughs> yeah. answered the question in a way that wasn't, you know, the way that you want to be answered. It becomes a question of whether this is a mental health issue or whether you just aren't cut out. This is not the job. For right. you. you know what I mean? <laughs> because that's not, it's, you know, it, you could, it goes in, you know, firefighters, if, you know, going into a smoky building is part of the job, you know what I mean? And it's a given, not a good given, that you might not come home on right. some of those jobs and things like that. As an athlete, I think that I, I I worry about these issues, I think is a better way to put it, when you can't do the very elements of the job. And one of the things is you're not going to be so great sometimes. That's part of sport, you know what I mean? And you're going to have to answer questions about the fact that you're not so good. You know, one of the th- I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. Tony Romo was my favorite quarterback. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. man. And, and I'll tell you, I, I love his story. He had a great story. How did we get to Tony Romo, right? But <laughs> he's got a great story. He was a third-string quarterback. We don't have to go through all his, yeah, his yeah. things, right? But we can, without mentioning the names of some of the people that we've seen, if you're a sports fan, right? Right. But one thing I always respect about him is he had this reputation for being a choke artist, which was absolutely not true. Because right, if you look at right. leading comebacks and all the stats, sure. the stats validate the fact that that's absolutely untrue um but the one thing is as a cowboys fan jerry jones is the greatest salesman of all time. <laughs> of course okay so every year you come in feeling like this is the year we're gonna <laughs> go over the top this is the year we're gonna win it and then every year with him something would happen but every year he sat at that podium whether it drove you nuts or not and he took he, he stood and he took whatever you gave him he answered the questions and you know nobody feels worse about it than that guy. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he stood and he and he answered the questions and stuff like that. Um, there's some people that like I, you know, I always will love Serena. Right. Serena doesn't like any questions you ask. Her. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but she sits and she answers. She doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can right. say, Oh, well, Serena, what's your middle name? I don't know. Uh, why. Yeah. yeah. And that's great. You know, so if she ever watches this, it's great. But um, that's part of the job, you know what I mean? And and I think that that's tough because when you get to points where you don't, obviously nobody likes to get booed. You don't want your family, people to make names up for you. But that's, right. what, <laughs> that's what they bought their ticket. Like right. they don't have the right to touch you. Don't have the right to call you, you know, derogatory right. things that, you know, words that we know that we don't want people to use. Of course. But if, you know, they call you strikeout king and you struck out 10 times <laughs> and you don't want your family your family should stay home you know what i mean right because, exactly yeah, <laughs> either they don't need to come or i need to play better because yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean that's play better 
Yeah, I don't, but it's not popular to say that now, but that's part of my job. Yes. And, and so they cross the line. But there is also a space for if you are overwhelmed by the responsibilities of it. Yes, this job might not be for you and you right. might need to, you know, do some different things. Um, but I don't know sometimes it, it, when it comes to mental health, I'm not qualified to tell you whether you have that, what to give you that. I can give you what I can do is I can line up. These are what I believe. These are the qualities of the job. Right. You know, for us as, as a fitness professional, as a strength and conditioning coach, we got there's disqualifications when I post a job, you know, application or job posting. These are the qualities of the job, you know. So that's where we get into really murky areas. And I think nowadays it's not really a popular thing to talk about. Yes. Um, and then. The, the truth of the matter is the tough thing is I, I you'd be the old head that's blaming everything on social right, media. Right, but the yeah. thing is social media is a is a is a very lethal component of it because it, once again it doesn't end at the it doesn't end at the stadium it doesn't right. end at the park it it's how much do you open yourself up today yeah exactly. I think that that's you can limit that. But once you get involved in that and once you participate, you know, I think that you open yourself up for a lot of things because it can be good, but then it can be really bad at times. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, if you start to internalize that without help, you know, we've seen the bad things that can happen from people. Yeah. You know, just someone's opinion can make you not want to be hanging around anymore. And that's not right. Fun. Yeah. You it's know. just a slippery slope, man. I, I like to talk about it because I think we just avoid stuff that we think there's going to be some jeopardy involved mm -hmm. in it, especially in what we do. But like the, the thing that always is kind of difficult, because if someone blows out their ACL, you see it, you know what's going on. It's very concrete. They're not playing for a while. Mm -hmm. But if someone has something going on mentally, it's hard to tell if it's OK, this is going to sound bad. Hard to tell if it's real or not. Honestly, and or if someone's like, listen, I'm just like in the tank, I'm going through some stuff. Mm -hmm. But are they? I, I know this sounds bad me saying no, it, but it it's sound bad. you know it what I mean? Because of the because of the culture that we I, have. the culture is making it sound like we have to give every single thing is a is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. But we never discuss whether people have weird tendencies. Humans are weird, man. And sometimes <laughs> we have legitimate things. And sometimes we take legitimate things and make them part of a, a thing to give us an excuse. I'm not yeah. saying this is everybody. I'm just saying, no, no. don't you think there's some people doing that? Like, I mean, everybody can't always be suffering from this thing <laughs> and, and not no one's abusing it. Are you yeah. kidding me? No, <laughs> Come on. no, no, you're absolutely right. But how I, do you know? You don't. The, the thing is, you <laughs> that's don't. the problem. You really, you really don't. And this is it's very true. Um, I think that up to a certain point, you, you we work on the honor system, right? Right. I think that we work on the honor system until we don't have, you know, the other information. And yeah. the tough thing is we have professionals to kind of deal with it. But yeah. I do think you're completely accurate in what you're saying. It's just not a popular thing for people right. to say because it's very popular to be the other way. And that's say, yes. Hey, you know, everything. And then sometimes, you you know, that's where I draw the, where I draw the line is. I, I can't tell, like you said, I can't tell if it's a, it, it's subjective. It's very it's subjective, subjective. Yes. Right. But I draw the line that if you can't do the specific requirements of the job, you know, and that's, you know, to show up, to, to play, to do things like that. I mean, if you can't, 
hitting free throws with two seconds on the clock is part of the job. Man. It's part of the job. Yeah, it's it, if that's what it is, that's part of the job. You got to be able to do it. Like we can't not shoot free throws and be like, you know, Ron, like, if you're running away from the ball constantly, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. it's it's a much different thing. <laughs> you know, that, so it, it's but you know uh, I think that when we look at it, it is is um, you said the a great the great word is humans, right? So as humans, it's it's beholden on us to try to help you through it, you know. Yeah. But at some point, we have to say, I, I think in that situation, we got to say this is not where you should be right now. Yeah. I think that this should be a priority. That way, we remove that component of frustration that we have because we need you to perform. Yeah, we're not getting the performance that we want. And maybe you would like to if it's like you said, when it's real, they want, you know, that person wants to be doing it more so than anybody. Right. Yeah. But that might not be specifically where you need to be. And I think that that's where you get to that point where this may or may not be cut out. But it's like I think that that's a decision that you and the professional have to make. Right. I think that removing you from this environment that's not for you, you know, is, is the best thing for us to do right to try yeah. to keep, although because once again in this culture everybody it seems as though you know everybody's wanting something you know when when you have these youth athletes coming through it's like it's it's refreshing probably for a kid to be somewhere and just be like this play you know person doesn't want anything from me right you to be want me to be the best i could be yeah right? and it's so much that it's it can be like so much involved into this one persona that you have, right? That's the basketball player. That's the football player. That's yeah. the baseball player. That, you know, half of these, the people that you are enveloped in don't even know you as a human if you weren't, you know, making jump shots or whatever. It is. Yeah. And that, I think that's the sense where you can kind of see, Hey, this is real because I know, I know Darian, he's never done something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like us watching Will Smith. Right. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like us watching Will Smith because we grew up with Will Smith. That's true. Right? So That's we true. Know Will Smith is about as buttoned down as you can. Right. Possibly. If he got out of the seat and slapped the shit out of you, then right. You know, like, what's going on in Will Smith's life? Like, this yeah. is an abnormal behavior. There you go. Right. At that point, I think that that's the perfect like scenario to look at. Yeah. What do you need to do? You need to not be at an award show anymore. Bro. Right. You need to be over here because something is popping off. Over Something's here. popping and off, man. And we don't. And then it's the one thing where you have everybody's opinion, right? So every, you got one, you know, subset of people that are like, oh, yes, it's great. He's stuck up for his wife. Right. You know what I mean? You got this other subset of people that are like, it's just jokes, man. And then you right. got this other subset of people like, oh, it's just the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not <laughs> yeah. you know, like something that we should ever see people do. Yeah. But it's like you have to look at this person. I think that that's when you that's your red flag, right? When you see uncharacteristic behavior Love of that. possibly somebody who's stuck into something that they need. Some... But in that situation, it's takes people to remove, say, hey, listen, that's probably not where you should be right now. Right. Not that's the hard people. part, though, like without being ostracized for it and go, don't you know, I have an issue. I mean, like, I know. <laughs> but like, how do we handle this delicately mm -hmm. and 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 be honest? And I just want to have honest conversations about these topics and not mm -hmm. make them so concrete. Yeah, Very yeah. few things are concrete. Like there's a nuance to this mental health discussion that no. we're just not trying to have with people. 
Yeah, and I think that that's one thing when we look at that was we kind of we kind of backed into that. But when you look at it, that's the that that mental health issue, like the Will Smith thing. You see all the angles that people will come from. Right. You know, it was the first time I've ever seen that where nobody's wrong. Like everybody, right, right. You know, people who you know have alopecia, like alopecia gang. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I'm like, okay, you know, like right, I, cool, all right. I get it. Like I'm not gonna say, but yeah, you don't know. You you absolutely don't know. But you do know one thing. This is an uncharacteristic thing for a person that that's you right. Don't know really what's happening here. Something not so great is happening right now. We're watching it, right? Yeah. Because you know, it's like, and then you're like, all right, there's this spiral going on. Yeah. But that's, you know, that if we take that and we put that into the regular, you know, circumstances or just not even regular elite athlete or athlete. Yeah. That, that's someone, you know, it's like, all right, well, this behavior is not characteristic of this person that I know. Right. This is some uncharacteristic stuff. Think like an Aaron Judge, right? Who everybody's loving, right? Seems to be a very put together wonderful human being if he slapped the shit out of somebody you'd be like something's going on in aaron judge's life yeah, we gotta explore maybe. this maybe because, i don't know well because the thing is about that is you just said one character thing that's that's completely on point like we love we love him right now right right now that's true yeah, that's just that's, people love tiger woods too for a while <laughs> people love tiger woods People love Mike Tyson. True. People, you watch The Last Dance. People yes. love Mike Jordan. He could right. do no wrong until later on, you know, things that in people, then they come for you. You know, what <laughs> and I mean? they come for you. <laughs> they come for you. You know, it's that great. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the Allen Iverson documentary. Yes, I did. So yeah. good. One of the greatest documentaries ever. I watched oh, it amazing. Time. But he's sitting on the Arsenio Hall show or something with somebody. And it's the one thing he just goes on this kind of rant. And he's like, listen, he's like, people love you now, but they are waiting, he's like <laughs> waiting. They are waiting. They are waiting, you know? And then yes. it's, it's the truth is you no, know, it's like, all right. Yeah. You can, you love be the, be the darling, but right. Yeah. But right now that would be something that you would look at and you would say, Oh, this is some type of mental thing going on. I mean, yeah. I think that that's the best way. I mean, I, it might possibly be the only way for you to judge it, to look at the judging yeah. against their regular behavior and different things that they do. You know? Yeah. I love that. I, I, I'm going to think about that. I have a very serious question for you. Sure. Very sure. serious. What do you make of Jerry Jones saying he hopes there's a quarterback controversy between Cooper Rush and, and Dak Prescott? I, I love it. I actually nice. love it. You know why I love it? Because I love an underdog story. I'm I love that. You know, I love an underdog. That's why I love Tony Romo. Tony okay. Romo a third string dude who wasn't drafted. And you go on to this amazing, you know, run, ride it, and it's real. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. Nobody would, nobody would suspect that Cooper Rush would be doing what he's doing right now. All he does is win. All he does is win. <laughs> all he does is win, and, man. And, you know, it's it's a funny thing is like when if you ever been on a team and you have like a backup person or something like that, everybody rallies because that's just it's just a good energy. Right. Right. Somebody, you know, people love the underdog and tell you the chance. That's right. That's the, the thing people hate about Tom Brady the most. Is Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady's done nothing to nobody other than maybe right. his wife right now. Right. Know. There's a lot going on. There. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, he's really guilty of one thing. He wins too much. He wins too much. Oh, oh, now you want to see it. They want to <laughs> see him get punched in the face. You want to see him lose. You want to see him go down. But 
he's guilty of nothing else. That's the only thing he's guilty of is he wins too much. He's always winning. He was winning yeah. at life. He's got a supermodel. He's got kids. Yeah. He's got houses. He's got this. He's, you know, he's that guy, you know, but yeah, you know, that's so, you know, I think Cooper Rush is a great thing, you know, is it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens when Dak comes back. If Dak loses. <laughs> right then you're gonna see something popping off man now you're gonna see something popping <laughs> off. people are gonna be like get him out of there you know right people are not patient you know when they see certain things so it's interesting so i actually like that story i think i you know it's good because it's you know the guy's back up sitting around forever and it's good the backup quarterback's not exactly the most comfortable spot right because if you actually go in you and you are the backup, you spoil, if you don't perform, you won't be the backup. Anymore. Right, right. <laughs> Dak should know about this. He was the backup, man. You know, it's like he, he unseated Tony Romo. Like mm -hmm. it's this cyclical thing, it feels like almost. Like you can't, I know Dak's got to be thinking about this. He has yeah. to be. Oh, without a doubt. Right? If I'm Dak, I'm like, I got to get back. The Camp Monsters podcast from REI Co-op Studios is back with a new season telling the tales of terrifying encounters with the mysterious beasts of America. Hear about the creatures that wander the woods and lurk in the water, the ones that fly through the air or even prowl around a backyard like yours. We search the country for camp monsters. All you have to do is search for camp monsters from REI Co-op Studios wherever you listen to podcasts. Back and like gripping the ball. He's talking about how gripping the. Why are we talking about gripping the ball? Man, it's like he wants back. Because <laughs> like, if that guy keeps winning, just and then you come back. You cannot lose after that. Because if he you doesn't can't lose, no, no. If you lose, <laughs> if you lose, they're gonna come for you. And all those people that loved you, <laughs> yeah, not love you anymore. What is that about? Do you mention thing about the winning too much? Why don't people like people who win too much? Human nature, man, I think, yeah. you know, they want you to be heavyweight champion, but then they want you to get not Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather made millions of dollars because part of people wanted to see excellence. Right. But he always he learned. I think when we look at that, he learned something like the 24 seven. If you are around. Yeah, I watch that. Yeah. 24 seven. He learned that there's always a villain and there's always a hero for people. Right. And then you can't sell a fight if they're both heroes right. nobody, because nobody wants to, you know, so you got to be willing to be the villain if you want to, you know, for him, he learned that to be the villain when you fight an Oscar De La Hoya, to be a villain when you fight, you know, it because people will show up to watch you lose. They want you to lose. Yeah. You know, there's no like reason for me to pay for this fight. Right. If right. I don't, this dude could actually be the first one to, to take away your, your O. So it's like, for him, it's let's build it up. Let's build it up. That's just human nature, right? They want you, people want you to win. But once you win, there's a there's a subset of people who are just like, ah, oh, well, Darren's not that great. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, not right? Like, you know? Yeah, it's funny. But it's when you look at it, that's really what it, it is. It is how it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, there was Mike Tyson and he was the heavyweight champion. But then you wanted to see somebody, you know, knock him out, you know? Right. But, Oh my gosh, somebody knocked them out, you know, and this that's just the way it is. It's like you're on top. When you're on top, somebody wants to see you wants yeah. to, somebody to knock you off, you know. For years, the Patriots, right? Everybody right, the dynasty, yeah. You paid the Patriots because they were just winning. You're like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Beat them, and then you know, they become like this thing for you. 
Yeah, it's true. It makes me think I'm going to transition here. It makes me th- I'll get back to fitness because <laughs> we could talk football all day. I'm a huge no, football fan. All right, huge. Somebody will love it. Somebody, will, somebody love it. will love this Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott thing. It's actually I'm loving Cooper Rush. The guy is throwing dimes out there. That's for nothing. <laughs> it looks great. The, it looks the funny great. thing is when you have these conversations, we see how the podcast age ages later. Yeah. I love to see. <laughs> That's like true. It'll be like, oh, you're like, oh, that didn't age. Maybe well. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that Social media again. Social right. Media. Right. Like, oh, I didn't age well. <laughs> well. You know, we were sitting at that table at idea in Vegas and we were having all these big topics we were talking about, you know, and one, I, I, I thought I wanted to expand on this with you, just thinking about it, kind of the state of our industry of fitness mm-hmm. coaching. And I think you had said something. It was towards the end. I can't remember. And we were talking about social media and you were like, yeah, but it's not going to end. Like none of this is going to end. It's going to keep going on. And uh, it's like, how do we work within this ever growing technology, this digital moving towards metaverse system? Mm-hmm. This influencer system that is largely great marketing and campaigning that has taken over so much of what the information is in our business. How do we work through that? I, I think we got to embrace it. You know, I think, you know, a lot of the talk about social media seems very negative when we do it. Yeah. Well, you would get the impression that a lot of us are against it. I'm not against it at all. You know, we wanted, I mean, the thing is, we like to, uh, in our industry, I think sometimes we we like to judge how things should be used, mm. you know, according to whatever it is. But um, it's a tool, you know, that, you know, we might not dig how some people use it or whatever, but it's up to us in our industry. The problem with our industry is we have never put guardrails up. Right. Say that this is the people that should participate in our industry because you've earned the right to do that. Now, social media, anybody can do anything. Right. But the problem I feel like, and this is where we got into a lot of strong conversations. And I think that we talk about, we talked about some eggshell topics. Yeah. One of the eggshell topics of our industry is like regulation. Nobody wants to really, everybody's got an excuse for why we can't regulate. You know, they sit and they'll give you every excuse. Um, I feel strongly about it because I think that people who have done the work and have spent all this money on education, done things to make themselves better. Like you don't, you really don't have to do much to enter our industry. Of course. So when you have something like a worldwide pandemic and now you're like, we need assistance. People don't respect our industry. Right. It's like, you have all these, what you would, if, if, if the medical field was conducted the way we conduct the fitness industry, (laughs) we would look at these people like witch doctors. (laughs) This dude's a witch doctor. (laughs) It's like, Oh, it's, it's so interesting. Right. Cause you look at the, the, performance industry right so i'll just look at like the gold standard i guess in the performance industry is like cscs pes mm-hmm. you know there's exo certs and things like that and obviously cert doesn't make you great at what you do it's just no different than like having a medical degree doesn't make you a good doctor that's true you know I and mean? it's not in but you do need to have a medical degree yeah, that's right the colonoscopy you know what i mean <laughs> I don't, you know. It's what do you like, mean? You don't want somebody off the street doing that for you? No, that's, it, it, but we laugh because it's so funny. It's right. Like we, got, we got dudes who like, and this, uh, listen, I'm just going to straight get real with it. We got dudes that haven't done, you know, the base level of certification, education, anything else. And we're giving them like force plates, reactive tools. Right. This, and, and 
yeah, we, we got this. We're assessment. And this dude's telling you you're this three degrees off. And, this, you know, and it's not to say, granted, you can't be great. But for us, there needs to be a baseline guardrail to which you can enter our industry. Yes. So that we are respected, you know, because otherwise, like, you're giving all these tools. It's like giving a handgun to an infant. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you're just running around shooting stuff. That's you know? right. But, and, and once again, doesn't make you doesn't make you good or or bad whatever it is but there's a there's a baseline to which you can participate and that for me i feel very strongly about that some people i guess they they don't mind it i i feel like what side you're on you know it's based on your personal circumstance yeah um so when we look at social media as a whole that's the biggest issue with people when you it's like what advice is this person giving what is you know this person giving it's like you have people online that's that are not doctors giving medical advice sure you know what i mean of course Think of all the covid cures you had <laughs> yeah, it's true man <laughs> but when we look at it opinion wise is how many people would listen to that some people will but a lot right. of people are like that dude's not a doctor yeah that dude so, and we don't have that in our field so much where people look at it and say all right well this dude's not licensed this dude's not licensed. yeah this you know and for us i think that this is a very real thing and then back to really, you know, what the element of your question was, I mean, like social media, I think is a great thing because you have never had a chance to reach so many people. That's right. great about it. The negative thing about it is you have never had a chance to reach so many people. <laughs> you never exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, whether it's good or bad, you know, <laughs> I, I often think that, you know, I, I think that for us as professionals, we want it to be utilized properly, but we can't really. There's no way for us to really regulate that without going back and saying, how can we protect our industry, right? By right. saying, we need to have a baseline criteria from which you can participate. Now, a person it's not going to stop a person from setting up and opening a building right. or wherever it is. But, you know, it's it makes it so that when you walk in, you can say, hey, Darren, you know, are you a licensed right. professional, personal trainer, whatever it is? And you can say, no, now I can make my choice. Do I want to right. say, do you know, which doctor tactics, which <laughs> like be like, you know, what? Like, all right, yeah, I'm going to, you know, that's, that's the criteria. But I think that you would have less people that aren't, if we did have that, you would have yeah. more people to say, you know, it. Th that's one of the hotline topics that we talked about. I'm strong topics is like, you have to do more to be a cosmetologist or more to be right. To do someone's hair then you have to do that actually participate and you can really hurt people you can hurt people <laughs> you know yes. not, not that they can't but i mean because uh, you can obviously do some damage there but i could do some serious damage some to serious you damage you didn't know what the hell i'm doing right and you know that's just a real thing the regulation thing for me i'm a i'm like you i'm a big proponent of it i just don't know how we get there like with all these organizations that you and I are part of, and we're having all these meetings, we're on all these committees. I'm not saying anything that everybody that I know hasn't heard before. So this is not a hot take, but yeah. I don't have like a huge amount of confidence in all these organizations going, you know what, let's work together and let's make this a completely uniform suit. I just don't see it. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm very wrong about this. I just no, don't, I don't think you're wrong. I think this it, you can't be wrong because, you know, it's this it's an opinion, right? You know, right. You can't be wrong, because but I don't think you're wrong at all. I just don't I see it. That, yeah, I, I think that's why we haven't had it, because it's 
it's bottom line, you know, where's my bread butter? Where's my money? (laughs) Where's my money? (laughs) Give me my money. That's what it's about. (laughs) Exactly. So I think that I, I, I think that people, when they look at this regulation thing and they think that people, you know, who discuss this think that somehow the system that we have needs to go away. And that's not my opinion. I don't think that the certification system needs to go away at all. Right. I think you have an accreditation system and you have, you know, really big organizations like NASN, ACE, NSCA, ACSM. And, you know, in my mind, I think that that should be a precursor. It's like you go get your, it's almost like you, I don't know how familiar you are with the wellness board now where they have Mm. the certified registered wellness coaches, right? Okay. Okay. So you have to go through a program in order to be able to sit for the exam. And I think that that's a great way of looking at like yeah. where you are with licensure, right? Because it's like, you should have to have a, you know, certified uh, personal trainer certification to be able to sit for your exam, right? Right. And then let them get together and make the test. You know, the information is not going to change based on who you, who you have, you know, and then once again, it doesn't make you good. It, right. make, it makes it so you have to have this in order to participate in our industry. So that way, now there is a, a a pay scale, and it's not like, hey, I got a guy down the street that's charging twenty bucks for a yeah, you know what I mean? right? I see different than Doctor Darian, right? Doctor Darian. <laughs> so the thing is, right? I've gone, I've, you know, I've gone the road of where we're trying to do things, so it's like it's a much different focus of looking at it, and that's the conversation that people will have with you. They'll say, oh, well, certification's a money grab. It's not a money grab. <laughs> it's all a money grab. Oh, and the college is a money grab. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> like you pay a gazillion dollars. That's why you had the whole big furor about like forgiveness of these loans. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah, when I went to go get a small business loan, it wasn't like going to get a college loan. No, no. That being there with my, you know, twenty-year-old self, seventeen-year-old self, and I signed a paper. They gave right. me thousands of dollars. Right. So like, oh, this is great. Don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> You just sign here. You're good. Yeah. You're paying it for the rest of your life, but it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's much different. But I, you know, for me, I think that that's that's what it is. You have to. When we start talking about social media, I think that we're like way afield of what we we're kind of thinking, right? Because that's really our thing. It's like we want people to have you know this type of research based you know posts and things like that and stuff like that. But I think when we go back, it starts with, you know, taking care of home for us. Taking care of home. I love that. And that's, I mean, that's stuff that I'm really passionate about. I wonder the accountability measure of like, we have greater accountability at home um, and certification. How does that translate to the accountability online Mm. with people? How do we, how would we, we take care of that. How do we deal with accountability for people who are practicing in our profession, but have not met those standards that we've established, let's say in the future for that. I mean, now or with licensure, I mean, that would be the question. I mean, yeah. It's like, all right, well, licensure takes care of itself. You're not licensed. It's true. You know what I mean? And that's, that's a red flag. Like you, you could look at it, you could call out all the people say, Oh, this person's not certified. This person never went yeah. to school. This person never went that. But our industry is not saying, Hey, you can't participate. It's That's if anything, true. it's saying the other thing. It's saying, oh yeah, no, no. Come want, on in. <laughs> yeah, we wanna we want everybody to participate. We don't want to be like that. But at the same time, we're, we're like telling you two different stories, right? Yeah. 
we're, you know, we're almost telling you like, hey, yeah, no, you should get certified. But we're saying, no, it's okay if you're not because you yeah. don't want to pull anybody's feathers. You know, so it's yeah. like, uh, you know, it's not, you know, and then some stuff is like the baseline. I, I think that when you look at it, you know, online, it takes care of itself because if you're going to say, hey, there's certain things that you can't do when you're not licensed in other fields. Like I can't just open a hair salon right? You know, and do hair myself, right? Because at some point, somebody's going to come and do an inspection. And that's say, exact. Hey. That's what I mean. Where's the inspection? Like if we get to that point, some, how do you inspect online? Is there an organization that actually inspects online professionals? Or let's say somebody's YouTube page, it's really popular and they're giving out fitness advice. Who's checking that person's credentials? Are there? I don't think there is. You know, yeah. it's, it's hard. That's that's right. Not a, you know, but also I don't think I don't. I also don't think that we should. Yeah, I think that we spend a lot of time worrying about the professionals that are doing whatever they're doing. Mm. And I think that when you look at it, this the the one thing that when you talked about the change in yeah, professional, right. I don't spend a lot of time like scoping out my competition yeah as a as a facility owner right in the past you did right this person's doing this because the funny thing is every so often we put together a program and then you see somebody going sure right and then at first you would get frustrated by this person but then i'm like you know what i'm like if you're copying a program i'm I'm copying what you do i don't know whether that's working or not that's true you know what i mean that's very true you know, and then by the time you copy somebody's stuff, they're on to the next thing. So oh, yeah. when I look at it, the reason why I'm bringing that up is like, I don't spend a lot of time like scoping what, you know, these professionals are doing. Right. I try to serve the needs of my people, my market, and the people who might. Great point. Everybody ain't going to like you. Of course. Oh. I, every You know, it's like that shirt, the best yeah. shirt that I own is like, I'm not for everyone. <laughs> I love that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the truth. Like, so for it us, is true. We, it's something like it, the vibe energy matches, right? We sit at the table, we start talking. You're like, this is my guy. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like yeah, I got to talk to this guy, man. I was like, at the yeah, same time, you said a lot of great things, man. Actually, I was like, man, this guy, Michael Piercy, there's something there, <laughs> man. You know, I was like. But at the same time, there's three people that are like, that guy's a jackass. Yeah, <laughs> like, I really don't <laughs> you know, like so, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like him. You know, I got to deal with side him. Side eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, um, I I don't spend a lot of time thinking. I, I'm like, how can I serve the needs of the people that I have at hand? Yeah, and how can I do that in a in a good way? And then what's I, I'm a big authenticity type of person. Yeah, I like to think I'm gonna do things that are authentic to me. So me doing backflips online is not gonna be what I'm right. Doing. <laughs> not what I'm doing. You know? No, it, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not gonna I, wear a wig or something and do like, like absolutely not, man. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like when i think about the music that i use the things that i do i, yeah. I try to do stuff that's going to be because if you do things that are authentic to you that's easy for you to replicate right that's true for me to do things you know and it's easy and i don't have a problem going online and turning on the camera and doing that because it's you know natural to yeah me. and that's one of the biggest differences right when you're doing things that's just because i'm trying to get a couple followers here yeah. or like here or whatever it is then it's hard for you to, you got to keep that up. That's right. That's you know exactly. what I mean? The consistency it's, is difficult then, yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing about they, what they used to tell you in the after school special about never lying, right? <laughs> That's right. And people listen, <laughs> one, one lie begets another lie. Oh, exactly you know? right. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, because then you got to keep lying because 
you know, all of a sudden, yeah, you know, it, it's no good. It's better to just tell the truth and deal with the whatever they got to say <laughs> about it, you know. And it's like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you said a lot of good things. I'm telling you, I, I take note of stuff that people say. And I, I remember there was another thing you said, and I was like, he's right about this. You're like, wait a minute, I don't remember saying this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be going. Like, uh. And you, I think we're talking about like at conferences and having different tracks of different things that are not just all about like working out and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And you said, I remember this, we may have to hurt ourselves a little bit mm. because it, it's going to it may have to hurt us to change, yeah. but it's probably necessary. And I, I want to I remember thinking I got to expand upon that with Michael because I really am into that idea. You know? Yeah, I think we were talking about getting young people into. Yeah conferences and things like that and and for us i think it's you've been doing things a certain way for so long you know what i mean but you want to open yourself up to having other people there and doing other things and the tough thing is to change and go in that direction you're going to have to you know bring in some things that you wouldn't do in the past i mean obviously they got, you got to continue to do things that are authentic to what it is but if you want to open it up for these other you know kind of have you know this new wave it's it's probably it might not be popular for a little while right you know, and it might not breed the revenue that you need. <laughs> exactly. You know, but yeah, it, it, just be real again, about it, right? Be <laughs> back to the revenue thing, right? Yep. But it's yeah, it's having different tracks because the the understanding is that this new generation is not us. We want, you know, it's uh, you, we have to think that, but they deserve a place in our industry, right? Yes. You know, so in there, they'll be the ones to bend and shape it moving forward you hope that you know for me it's my hope that it gets better you know yeah. but you know when we look at where we are at world and doing stuff like that having a different track where you can help um bring some of them along and also have you know them have mentorship you know on 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 some level to say all right well this is what it is this is how you do it this is because we can always say we want to better our industry. Yeah. But it's like you said, if we don't, it's how do we do that? If how we're do not we do it? To, yeah. If we're not <laughs> willing to say we're going to do some things that we wouldn't normally do in the past. See, what my biggest issue is that this, this thing about getting back to where we were. <laughs> and I, I'm not a fan of that. At Neither all. am I, man. No, oh. no you don't. Uh, you don't get back to anything. So you, you never get back. No, no, people would say, oh, well, is it back to everything you go through, take something out of you? That's true. It's yeah. And it's it's not always bad. It's, no, yeah. no, the no. Thing is, what it does is it shapes you. But you go whatever goes forward is not the same as what you left. So it's like it takes some percentage of energy from you. It changes you. You know, I, I, I used to tell people this. It's like if you move facilities, no matter what you do. 30% of the people are not going to go. You can move right next door. Right. 30% of the people are not going to go. That's true. That's, 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 it's just the truth. Like, I've never been in like, hey, you're going 100% of the like <laughs> No, it doesn't happen no. like that. Because people don't like change. That's right. So it's like, they, you could be the smallest thing. It's like, hey, you change the, you know, the color of the toilet paper. It's like, dude, you know. <laughs> it's I, a I big problem know, for some people. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, <laughs> you're going to have to. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, you can change the red toilet paper. What's wrong with you? Um, How could you? <laughs> exactly. You have to be willing to like say, "Hey, 
you know, these things moving forward, things have to be different. And that's the biggest thing about COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. People, I think for us as an industry, there's this, there's this need of people to just try to turn it into what it was or yeah. business as usual. And that, that was kind of what we were talking about this. Like now is the time to change if we're going to yes. do anything because, you know, you're in a weakened state. In the past, you had big conglomerates of companies that wanted to be, and this is one of the things we talked that make money in our industry, but don't necessarily participate. Right. Which is the big problem, you know, because yes. there's a lot of money in, you know, it's like you look at these corporate executive conventions now that you have. Sure. You say, this dude, you can look at the pictures. You don't have to see full pictures and these people do not participate actually in the industry. Yes. They have lots of money and they make money in fitness, lots of it, but they don't necessarily, it's akin to like, Steve Jobs never actually utilizing on the <laughs> right. Right, it's like this person doesn't use an iPhone, but he makes lots of money. Right, right, money. yeah. And that's not, you know, for us, it's now that's the problem. A lot of times, there's a very sharp disconnect between what we do as professionals on a boots on the ground basis compared to, you know, there's this different level of understanding, like the metrics of, you know, the high finance game of the right, industry. and that's the the problem with us with things when we talk about licensure and stuff like that in the past these big box companies made lots of money off of the regular off of the industry not being regulated right because i can get a 17 year old and have them train and then have them go through you know hey sit in the office and sell personal training right and they're easily it's easy for you to do that Hire, right. oh yeah yeah you like doing push-ups come on in you can yeah exactly you know, like bodybuilding come on you could be a trainer and i got 10 trainers like i want to sell training to miss johnson and everybody else and that was the industry that was the valleys models those, those you know old school models that you had right but us were saying that we we don't want that you right know? and that was you know one of the biggest disconnects that i felt like during COVID was that that you know when we went to state agencies and in they're shutting down everything the only, you know, argument we're giving them is that this, this, this helps your immune system. <laughs> right. I mean, don't, don't shut our doors, you know, this, yeah. you know, we're part of the solution, but when they looking at us, they don't know the difference between the lab in New Jersey nope. and Valley's total fitness and crunch. They think it's all the same because they don't actually participate at all, you know? So for us, it's up to us to say, listen, you know, this is what we do these this is what the base is this is the understanding of what it is so that when we go and say we need financial assistance we're not they're not like hey no the bars will stay open we'll right. to the restaurants because they need it but you, you guys you guys are just like the witch doctors you don't get it that's that's the problem mm -hmm. is how we're seen by people i mean i a perfect example this was a long time ago but i remember when i was in college and I'm studying kinesiology and a bunch of my buddies, they're in like marketing and, you know, they're coding and doing all this stuff. And they go, oh, what you do in class today? Did you learn how to do jumping jacks? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't think of it as like a legitimate thing. Mm -hmm. And that that hurts because when you get down to it, it's not seen as an essential business mm -hmm. because you're right. They go, all these things are just the same. 
even though we know they're nothing alike generally. They go, it's, it's just not that important. It's a luxury item. You know, it's, it's like you don't really need that. And we're struggling against that like so much, I feel. And the truth of our conversation there, especially at World, is we it's up to us to change that. That's right. And it's not, it, it, you know, and the problem is we keep finding ways to say that we can't do it. Right. You know, instead right. of saying, all right, listen, some of it's going to hurt. We're going to have to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, this is like you're going to have less. If you say if you close the door and say you need to just be certified in order to do this or you need to have. Right. Then all of a sudden your registrations go down. for college. Right. <laughs> or you get less people applying to present things like that. Right. At the same token, you do make the the um the the application better. You do you make the, the conference better. You make it better for the industry because now we're saying that you need to meet a, sp a specific criteria in order to participate, right? Yeah. And, and now that's going to actually increase your business. Because right. if I said like, hey, we all have to take this license exam, but you need to be certified. These are the four certifications that you can take. Right. I have to go take it. Um, <laughs> right. I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. In the past, it was like, well, you can do it. It's going <laughs> to Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. It's the truth. We're right? saying it will happen, but it's the truth. It's, it's like, so oh, true. You can do it. And the only thing that's determining whether you do it is how good they market to you. That's right. You know, that's why you have crazy stuff like, hey, you want to be a personal trainer? Uh, yeah. Radio, which drives me crazy. That is that is that does drive me crazy too. But it's uh it's a crazy thing. You want to see a crazy place about personal training and fitness? Go to Reddit. I don't know if you spend any time on Reddit at all. I no. didn't. And I was like, I gotta check out this Reddit. What's going on here? And they have this sub community. It's called personal training. And there's like twenty five thousand people in it. It's a wow. huge community, and it's almost primarily brand new trainers asking questions about how to become a trainer, how oh. do I market? My it's literally, I go on there and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> like, like they need to be coming the world. We need to be mentoring all these folks. Like, why don't we have a subreddit ourselves yeah. that is catering to these group of people? I mean, like, I don't know. I think it, I, I, I was, it was staggering how many trainers are on there. Staggering. It's crazy. So for us, I think that it's on us, you know, what it's I mean? on it's, us. It's easy for us to look at and attack the social media train or attack mm -hmm. this because it's easy because then it's like we said about before. It's like when you it's easy for us to just put it off and say this is them. Yeah. You know, it's but it's not. It's us. It's how we want to be viewed and whether we right. want to actually take the steps to get there. And then whether we want to, you know, for us, it's like you sit on these committees, but you can talk about this forever. But you have to say, all right, you know what? It's I forgot what talk I was and somebody was it was like it was and it was one speaker or preacher that I was listening to and he was like stop you know I, I love when people come up to him he's like somebody should do this pastor somebody should do this he's like you do it <laughs> yeah you, know you do it you do it you know that's it's, right that's that's what we are right now it's time for us to do it you know what I mean? it's like how do we do it like we keep looking around and saying this person he should do it they should do it it's only going to be a time before we say hey listen you know this is the way that we want to be viewed because we run businesses we do things like this you want like you said to walk in and be respected for that's the work right. that you do you know but at the same time for for us it's a time for us coming into whatever this new yeah thing to be to say this is what we want this is the way we want to be viewed by these same agencies that didn't view us with respect and, right you know in 
gave give us the assistance we needed to make it through this thing. Most definitely. Michael Piercy. This is a great pace to end. <laughs> Amazing coach. Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, I am not. He's loving the controversy. Yes. But I hope I hope Cooper Rush does well. I really do. But if it doesn't go well, I'll just eat my words. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just we'll, like, we'll do a part two. We gotta do a part two because we gotta see how this plays out. I'm really into this controversy too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really into it. See how it ages. <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much. Please tell everyone how they could connect with you. We talked about social media, so you can hit me on Instagram at Michael Piercy. You can go to www.mikepiercy.com or you can go to thelabsports.com. Either one would be great. Um, I appreciate your time, brother. Appreciate you yes. having me. Thinking highly enough of me, I'm honored to be on. Yes, man. I There was something about you. I sat there and said, I have to talk to this guy a little bit more. I got to find out what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. All right, brother, you have a good day. I appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you so much. Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with hyper gig speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. Because since Terry upgraded to AT&T Fiber with hyper gig speeds, he doesn't worry about data caps or equipment fees. Come on, man. The door's open for a reason. And best yet, he also doesn't stress about a price increase at 12 months. Because with the amazing Gagillionaire lifestyle comes an exquisite sense of tranquility. <laughs> Most of the time. Live like a Gagillionaire. Get straightforward pricing with AT&T Fiber. Internet that upgrades everything. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash hypergig for details.